Hi. <laughs> Welcome again to Healthcare Marketing Insights. I'm going to come up with a new introduction. I like week. that one. I think you should do that one every week. You think so? Oh. Hey. You threw me. Sorry. It's a week of November 9, 2009, and we're back for another Healthcare Marketing Insights podcast. I'm Chris Bevelo from Interval. And as you heard, we have with us today, Adam. Uh, yes. Hello, Adam Meyer, Design Director at Interval. And Jackie? Yep. Jackie Rotaco, Account Coordinator at Interval. And that's it, right? Nobody else over there? That's it. That's it here. Not with me. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> we're covered. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to dive right in this week because we have a couple of topics that I think might take us some time to get through, which is fine. Usually we kind of beat around the healthcare marketing bush to get there. <laughs> kind of a long, long way around the mountain. But today we're going to just jump right in uh, because we've had a great discussion to start with over the last week around this idea of the death of old marketing. So kind of comparing the old traditional paid advertising, mass media oriented marketing versus the new marketing, uh, which is often defined as permission-based marketing and it involves social media and building relationships and uh, you know, inviting your customers into the discussion and all that good stuff. And it, it really started this week with a uh, blog post by someone we've come to know pretty well. His name's Keith Jennings. Uh, he's a healthcare marketer. He works for Jackson Healthcare. And he has a blog, a new blog called Marketing Myopia. And his post was called Old Marketing versus New Marketing. What do these really mean? And it was based on uh, an encounter he had with an author who I've I haven't run into yet, but I will definitely look up. His name's David Meerman Scott. And just to kind of put it into context, I won't read the whole blog post. Uh, this was how Keith kind of summarized uh, what he was learning from David. Old versus new marketing is about how companies earn attention and trust in a way that creates customers. Per David Meerman Scott and many others, the old way of earning attention and trust no longer work. So, you know, we have spent the better part of well, however long we've been in healthcare marketing, uh, kind of saying the same thing. We've been trying to advocate for our clients to move away from old marketing, as I've defined it as generally as I did before, to the new methods, uh, primarily because they rely so much on old marketing and kind of uh, not just old mediums uh, as far as mass advertising. Billboards is kind of the running joke, right, we use all the time. Mm -hmm. But also just kind of the old way of thinking, which is, hey, just put our, put our story out there, run doctors in an ad or whatever. So we, I think we come from a point of credibility uh, on this topic when we say, look, even though we advocate to go to new marketing uh, and that old marketing is losing its power, we don't believe it's dead yet. And, and, mm -hmm. and I, don't, I guess I'm not in agreement that it has no power. Uh, so we kind of wrote a, uh, I wouldn't say it's a rebuttal, but we kind of gave our perspective in a blog post uh, trying to play off the old Monty Python and the Holy Grail scene where the, the you know, it's, it's the plague and the undertakers walking through the dirty old village going, bring out your dead, bring out your dead. And, and one of the guys comes out and he's got an old man over his shoulder and he wants to give him to the undertaker and the guy's not dead yet. So the guy said, I'm not dead yet. I feel happy. I'm going for a walk. And the guy said, oh, you, you are dead. He'll be dead soon. And the, the point is the, the one guy's trying to get rid of him before he's really dead. And that's, that's the analogy we use with 
old marketing. Maybe that was a stretch, but that's what we try to do. Uh, and, and I think the, the, the logical reasoning I give, certainly, well, let me ask you this. Would you guys would agree that old marketing, so if you think a great way to epitomize old marketing is uh, mass advertising on networks. Okay. So if you take that as a, as a, like a leading example of old marketing, would we all agree that that's fading in its impact? Uh, here's the problem I have with these, with, with this claim. I often, I think that people get confused the medium versus the uh, approach to using a medium. Um, and when I say that, I, I, I think that by no means is traditional marketing or traditional media, um, dead. I think it just needs, as always, it needs to be used properly Mm -hmm. um if it's targeted if it's um i I use myself as example if i if i'm if i'm hitting the face with an ad that is relevant to me and targeted to me is something i'm very interested in i don't want to shut that out you know i want to see it if it's something that 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 is important to me um now that 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 holds true whether it is in a magazine on a billboard whether it's something that I got through Facebook, through whatever, if it's invited or not invited, as long as it's targeted and relevant, it's going to be it's going to be important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with that said, I certainly don't think traditional media is dead. I just think some of the uh, traditional traditional approaches to using older media um, sh- should be replaced. I think that should be considered. Um, dead simply because, you know, it was never the best way to do things to begin with. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jackie? I, I mean, I agree with Adam. I, like, what's that saying? It's it's not the medium, but it's the message. I mean, I think that that has a lot to do with it. I mean, as for, you know, like billboards or television just being dead, I think it, it has to do with how targeted it is and the message itself. So... Well, part of I think part of what people argue is that the quote that you you put out there, Jackie, is is was I can't remember who, the guy's name was Marshall McLuhan, Marshall McLuhan, and his, okay. the actual quote was the media the medium is the message, oh. and that's what they would say. They would say they would counter. You know, I think Adam's dead on. I think you're both dead on. Relevancy is what matters here uh, more than the medium. Mm-hmm. But they would say, hey, I don't care how relevant it is, interruption based marketing which is what you would consider network tv right you're you're not there for the the ads you're there for some other content or newspapers is another example and the ads are there because that's what supports the business model and it's an interruption i think so i think i push back on that just a little bit because i think we've all grown conditioned because because of the way that um we're marketed to as masses we've all grown to to think of those things as interruptions because that's traditionally what they have been because they're not targeted. Mm-hmm. Um, have had these ads been targeted all along, which as we know is damn near impossible with the tools that have been available to us for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, um, 40 years, 40 years. Uh, it, that just wasn't an option. Therefore, you know, ads became interruptions had those tools been available, I don't know that we'd be looking at ads as interruptions because they would have always been um, relevant. They'd be things we cared about, things we wanted to hear about. Um, you know, maybe we'd still look at them as interruptions, but maybe not. So the, the, the hard part is, 
you know, looking back hindsight and considering what, you know, what it would have been like had, had some of these, uh, resources or tools to, to, to target people had been, had they been available before, maybe our, our opinion on, uh, traditional marketing would be, uh, you know, a little different than it is now. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's all true. And I think, you know, the blog post we wrote even took it a step farther to say, Hey, it's, you know, not, let's just assume that we're talking about things that you can't target. So you still can't target a network TV by, I mean, if you're, if you're on the Super Bowl, uh, you can't, you can't target that other than I'm going to target the 250 million people who watch the Super Bowl. You can't target a billboard on 35. You can, but you're still going to hit a lot of people that aren't in that target, right? If it's a billboard on a major mm-hmm. highway, my additive. Well, yeah, I mean, the power of, of reaching a certain segment, you can do it, but it's, is that effective, mm-hmm. right? You can, is it effective way to spend your money? The additive point I have is <clears throat> what you're kind of saying, Adam, is that well, since the, since mass media became a venue, there were no choices to do the things you're talking about. And so the only choice marketers had was beating people over the head, interrupting their lives uh, I don't think consumers liked it then. It's not like they were in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s. Everybody liked that. Uh, they didn't like seeing ads that weren't relevant to them. They didn't like being hit over the head. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way it was. Right. But it was effective. It may not have been as effective as the new marketing tools. Mm-hmm. That I totally agree with. But to say that that now that consumers have options. They have TiVo, so they don't have to watch the commercials. Uh, they have 500 channels, so they can skip network and go what they want. They can go online. Uh, just to say that, you know, certainly they're ignoring that more and more doesn't mean it doesn't have an impact. Well, and where, I- it, well wait, where it hits them, whether they like it or not, it still does have an impact. So, you know, if I'm driving down 35W 10 times a week, and I see the same billboard, I don't care that I don't like that it's a billboard. I don't care that uh, it's not relevant to me. It's still having an impact on me. Right. So that's how it's not yeah. dead. It may not be as effective as new marketing, but it's still there. And, and even if it's not relevant, Well, it's and still I think you're, an we're going to look at, you know, traditional media is also evolving. Let's use uh, television for an example. You know, you said um, just a moment ago that in the past, you couldn't target people with a Super Bowl ad, which is true. Um, but I think as we move forward, as as um, you know, things like Hulu become more prevalent, as 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 television moves from the airwaves to the internet, which I certainly believe it will, there is going to be a chance for um, targeting on some level uh, with advertising through through television television through the internet. Um, you right. know, you can you can you know where people are. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you can target uh, by region. Um, you know, if people are signed up for, you know, the, the providers, ISPs know the very, a lot of demographic details of the people, um, of their customers. Uh, they can know if it's a family, they could know what race they are. They know what age range they're in, how much money they make. Um, as we move forward, as these traditional, uh, media outlets evolve, um, chances are we're going to be able to target pretty accurately through some of them. Now, billboards, yes. I think, are a great example of one that we may never, unless we get to the point where billboards are like billboards in the minority report, where they scan your retinas and know your name and everything <laughs> about you, you know, and then it customizes a t- uh, billboard exactly for you. Right. Um, and, and I think that's all right. And, and I think I still would say, even if you can't do those things, you know, a, a, co- a massive $50 million ad buy for Coke 
it still ha- still has an impact, even if it's not used. Even if yeah. all it is is buy Coke ads, it still has an impact, even though that may not seem relevant, creative, or any of that. But it's very expensive and potentially ineffective. So. I'm going to I'm going to leave us with a quote by someone uh, who posted a comment says Megan Manis is her name. I'm not sure who she is or where she's from, but she had a great kind of way to look at it. She said, what if old and new didn't refer to marketing itself, but to the attitude with which we approach the tactics, which is, I think, what you're getting at a little Mm -hmm. bit, Adam. Uh, Maybe we approach old school advertising or direct mail with new school interactive methods. Return cards become pearls, which is a, a type of a it's a technical term for a permanent URL. Uh, advertising budgets include Facebook social ads. And that's kind of what we're saying is we said in our blog post too, that this isn't about death to old and you could never use it. And it's no effectiveness anymore. It's mm-hmm. you got to find the right balance. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly there are situations uh, where using, I can't believe I'm saying this, but using billboards will help. <laughs> but to but to solely rely on the old is where where we're saying no no and not even primarily relying on the old is probably still not the way to go. Uh, it's some kind of balance, but it's definitely shifting the other way. Mm-hmm. Fair, fair, mm-hmm. fair. Okay, Ooh, we're in a, we're in a combative debative mode. This will be awesome for this next one <laughs> because this was. This was a, an article that was posted by Reed Smith, who we know from uh, the Texas Hospital Association. He's the moderator for the HCMKTG, hashtag uh, healthcare marketing chat every Friday. And he posted this last week, and it got some good debate. Uh, it was a blog post from B.L. Ackman, O-C-H-M-A-N. We'll provide a link. I'm not sure who that is, but the name of the blog is whatsnextblog.com. And he posted uh, 10 things social media can't do. And so I thought we could go through some of these and say agree, disagree. Because, because when you go through this, I think he paints it in a, in a fairly black and white way. And a lot of them I think we'll agree with, but some of them not so sure. So should we go through these and just sure. go around the horn? Let's do it. Okay. So number one, social media can't substitute for marketing strategy. Correct. Jackie, correct. So Adam, that's all right. (laughs) Jackie's voice got deep. Hey. I was going to go the other way around the horn. Sorry. (laughs) Jackie, do you you agree that social media can't substitute for marketing strategy? Uh, Yes, definitely. Okay. Adam? Correct. I agree with that too. So let's let's focus on the ones where we might have disagreement (laughs) because we won't have time to dig into all of them. All right, number two, social media can't succeed without top management buy-in. Mm. Who gets to go first? Uh, we'll, we'll go around the – we're going to go <laughs> counterclockwise in my mind, which <laughs> we'll start with Jackie. I would say maybe not true. I'm okay. going to say it certainly is going to be – you have a much greater chance of success if, if your leadership is bought in. Right. Um, but I – I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say that you can't succeed without it. Um, I certainly think you could succeed or really show some positive results, bring that to leadership, and then get buy-in to really go you know, balls to the wall with it. But uh, I don't know. Just to say flat out that you can't succeed without management buy-in, I, I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah, Amen. I'm with you. I don't, I, I don't agree with that 100%. I think there are certainly organizations where that's true. It just depends on the culture. It depends on how management's structured. 
who has responsibility for what. I mean, if you've got a service line manager in healthcare who has responsibility for the, the P&L, the profit and loss statement, mm-hmm. and they're given the authority to do whatever it takes, um, maybe that's considered top management then, but the, the C-level folks in that organization have to allow those people to do whatever it takes. And so you wouldn't need their buy-in to try it necessarily. Uh, okay, so we're all in agreement on that one. Three, social media can't be viewed as a short-term project. Correct. I would agree with that one. I guess it depends on how you term short-term, but I would agree. I think once you're in, you're in, and you have to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four, social media cannot produce meaningful, measurable results quickly. Not true. Uh, I think it really depends on who's using it or what you're using it for. I mean, if, if we're talking specifically about a hospital or healthcare system, yeah, probably on some level that's true. If you're an online retailer, not true at all. You might see some, uh, you know, depending on what your approach is, uh, you might see some pretty amazing right. results pretty quickly. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. And I think even in healthcare, if you're, if you're using social media to help promote an event uh, and there's an online registration, you should be yeah. able to see results fairly quickly. So I don't, I don't agree with that one. Maybe it's meaningful, and that's a gray term. So uh, if we're talking about bottom line ROI, where we're talking about financial return, that usually takes some time. But I think meaningful, the- measurable results around a, uh, the attendance at a screening or an event, to me, seems Right, but I think, I think the one thing I'd maybe push back on a little bit with that is that to be able to use social media to promote um, an event, it's going to be obviously very beneficial if you have an existing audience with which to promote that event to. Say if you're putting it on Facebook, let's say the day you created a Facebook account was the day that you promoted your event because you've never used social media before. Um, your results are probably going to be dismal. Have you been using social media for a while and you're promoting your event through those channels then you're looking at a greater chance for um, some results in that particular scenario. Um, if that's how they're looking at it, then I, I don't know that I'd entirely agree with that example. Okay. Five, social media cannot be done in-house by the vast majority of companies. Jackie? I would very much disagree with that. Adam? Um, oh, vast majority of companies. I'm thinking I hospitals, the- but... I sit on the fence with that one. Yeah, I I think that, hmm, you know, the, the one problem I have with claims like this one is that when it comes from people who claim to be experts in these areas, they're basically saying, you can't do this without my help. Yes, um, exactly. You, you suck until I come in and, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, show you the miracles that, that is social media that I can perform. Right. Um. So with that said, I, I have a little bit of a problem with that claim. Well, and, and, and I'm with you totally. It sounds like something, it sounds like us saying, hey, hospital marketing team, you can't produce effective advertising right. in-house, right. which I don't agree with. It, it depends, yeah. again, on who you're talking about. You know, his, his comment here is, opinion and theory are no match for experience, and the best social media marketers now have more than 10 years of experience incorporating interactivity, blogs, forums, user-generated content, and contests in online marketing. Well, that is an exaggeration exponentially. I mean, how long Twitter and Facebook have been powerful tools. I know he's, he's throwing YouTube and blogs in there, but this stuff has changed so much that if you go and say, Hey, I was doing this 10 years ago. Well, 
that's like saying I knew how to make a car a hundred years ago. Well, they've changed so much. What, what does that experience really mean today? So, right. right. And, and to say that you can't have that in house or couldn't add it in house, why couldn't somebody hire somebody like this and have it in house? Right. Uh, I think like, we're, well, in that case, you're, you're bringing in an expert, obviously. So that kind of gets to their point in that. But, in but case. if they're an employed person, then they're in house. Like Lee Yazi? Well, yeah, but. Sh- What's that? But you're bringing somebody in. I think the point here is that they're saying you can't do this with what you've got. You need to bring in a professional. Oh. Um, I think whether you bring in somebody temporarily or somebody permanently, you are bringing in a professional. In that yeah, case. but that's the case with every single thing you do in business. I mean, that's like well, saying I, you can't I, I you can't run a successful finance department in, in a hospital without you know in house and you can say, well, I could hire a good CFO. Well, then you're bringing somebody in from the outside. Well, yeah. The point is, are, are they able to do it from within? And I think we all agree that yes, they could. It's not, doesn't mean they, they all can, that's for sure. Right. Right. I mean, there are certainly organizations that wouldn't be able to do that. Okay. Hey, real uh, quick. I think we lost Adam. Yeah. I think we might have. Did too. we seriously lose Adam again? Good gravy. Okay. It's what like, were you going to say, hey, Jackie? Real quick, this B.L. Oakman is a woman. Because <laughs> I see her picture on the side of the oh, webpage. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Jeez. How, where did you see her picture? Um, she's petting a dog Farther on the down. side of her website, yeah. She's petting a dog. Are you sure that's her? Well, thank you for checking that out. That's pretty important. Okay. We're just going to keep going, Jackie, and Adam is going to try to get back in. Um, okay. Number six. Social media cannot provide a quick fix to the bottom line or a tarnished reputation. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that one. Not a quick fix. Okay. Um, seven, social media cannot be done without a realistic budget. Mm, that's tough. I'd say that think, it definitely needs a budget, but I don't know about I don't know about a realistic budget. Well, I think that's what gets him off, gets her off the hook here. Right. Is it realistic can be defined many ways, and I definitely think it has to have a realistic budget. Um, I mean, we've we've advocated that this is easy to get into because the expense is low, but if you want to do this to the fullest extreme, yeah, then then there it does need to be a realistic discussion of budget because it takes staff. If you're going to do it in house or you're going to hire somebody, either way. It takes staff time. It takes um, training and, yeah. you know, training and, and all of that. So I would say that that's true. It just depends on how you define realistic. But you need to consider that. Right. All right. Eight, social media cannot guarantee sales or influence. I'd agree with that one. I do, too. That's, again, the, the, you can't guarantee any of that with depending on any channel you use. Right. That social more to media do with or not. what you're saying. Right. Okay. Uh, social media cannot be done by kids who, who, let's see, cannot be done by quote kids, unquote, who quote, understand social innately, unquote. So in other words, he's saying people will turn to a 22 year old who gets this and say, Hey, they can do it. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably agree with that. It kind of depends. I don't know. That's an interesting Uh, one. uh, To me, he's taking, or she, gosh. (laughs) She's taking the opposite extreme. I think it's wrong to say just because you're 20-something and you, and you use Facebook, you can do this. That is accurate. That, you can't go there. But to, to say that um, they can't do it is also, that's just 
wrong on the other end of the scale. Here's what he says. Again, this is what makes you go, roll your eyes, she says. Did I say he again? He, she. Companies trying to run social media without experienced consultants waste time, money, and reputation on their efforts. That's thumbs down. To Adam's point earlier, I don't agree with that. It can happen, but you don't have to pay somebody exorbitant amounts of money to do this. Hello? Agree? (laughs) Now it's just me. I think I've lost (laughs) everybody on the podcast. Now he's coming back. I don't know if Adam's interrupting the... Oh, good gravy. Okay, well, here's the last you, one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the, well, I'm going to say you agree. Uh, finally, social media cannot replace public relations. I would definitely agree with that. I yes, think it's a form I of it, but too. not the only. It's a form within it, right? It's, but it's not. There's many other things you can do. Okay, so cool. It would be interesting to hear what other people say about that. It was hard to get people's feedback in Twitter because by the time you retweeted the title and the link, you didn't have a lot of room to comment, but it seemed that most people um, agreed in general, and most people had the most problem with number five, which was cannot be done in-house by the vast majority of companies. Right. Did you did you see Adam was chatting us? That the I um, did not. Is he t- maybe it was just me, but he said that <laughs> I believe for um, the number nine be done by kids who understand social innately. Um, Mm-hmm. He said that uh, the intern for the stent ad is an example of the opposite, which was, I believe, what we talked about. Yeah, and that's how we're going to finish this, too. And that was kind of my point, was that just because they're 22 and can use Facebook, you can't assume they get this and can do it. But you can't then flip it around and say, nobody who's 22 who uses Facebook can do this. Right. Which is kind of what she's saying in her blog post. She said, this social media cannot be done by kids who understand social innately. Mm-hmm. Um, experience and perspective make the trip easier. Compa- that's where she said companies trying to run social media without experienced consultants. I just think that's, that's... fapping. That's masturbatory. <laughs> consultants, like Adam said, consultants rule the world and you're stupid if you don't use us. Exactly. You know, you're screwed. I just think that's wrong go. All right. Um, hey, check. <laughs> He's back. I don't know what happened, but now all of a sudden I'm Woo! back. Check, All right, we're having, we're having Skype issues. Maybe we'll have to stop using Skype. Yeah. Maybe somebody who Skype is, uh, I don't know, I'm ready to slap it around. All right, so we're going to move on, Adam, because we're almost done with our, our time. And I'm going to give you, since you're back, uh, why don't you introduce <clears throat> the uh, ad we love uh, so that people get, I mean, there's kind of some layers to this. So why don't you explain? Right, right. Uh, um, well, I'm trying to remember where exactly I got it from. I might have got it from Daring Fireball or some other blog the other day, but... Uh, Basically, I got I found a link to um, actually I think it was from Zay Frank. Well, I'll dig back and find out who it was and uh, give props to that person in our show notes. Um, but a reference to two guys who traveled the U.S. making free and awesome commercials for small businesses. Um, the original post was on Boeing Boeing, um, and from there they have a sample of one of the commercials and a link to the uh, website for the two guys who made it. Let me reload the page here so that I actually don't have the end of the commercial on here. Um, but we'll play some. We'll play a clip from the uh, from the commercial here in the podcast. But um, the title of it is painfully honest and epic mobile home commercial, and I think that sums it up uh, uh, quite well. Yeah, <laughs> it's just uh, it's just you know obviously this very well done homemade commercial of this uh, you know obviously a blue collar dude and his crew who put together these uh, who sell mobile homes. 
And uh, he just kind of goes through and shows his team. And it's just in a very funny, brutally honest way. I mean, at one point he talks about how his wife's boyfriend hit him in the jaw with a tire iron or something like that. But, no, it was, um, somebody, it was somebody else, his wife's boyfriend, which is funny when he just says it matter-of-factly, my wife's boyfriend, like when they're married. It's like, what? But that, that guy hit him in the face with the fence post. Okay. It was somebody was else awesome. who hit him with a crescent wrench. So his point was what? Well, how did he finish that comment? It was, so if you don't buy a mobile home for me, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Right, right. Buy one or don't buy one. I don't care. It, what was great about it was, I mean, even though it's very creative, these two guys found this company traveling around the you know the country and captured the essence of who they were they didn't try bs they didn't try to say hey we've got the best mobile homes they said this guy is salt of the earth he's got an attitude and instead of hiding that we're going to make that the selling point right Mm -hmm. it was great right and the way these guys work if i understand correctly is that um anybody can nominate a company uh to be to have these guys come and do a commercial for them um, so they don't, they don't necessarily just travel around looking for people to do this, uh, uh for, um, uh. you have to be nominated through their website and then they somehow have some criteria that they choose. Now, one thing that's interesting that I just, uh, I think mu- is true this morning when, you know, a couple or a couple weeks ago, we talked about that stent ad. Um, I think it's these guys who did that. I mean, when I, when I look at the, at this thumbnail on their homepage and their little YouTube clip that's up here, it looks just like the two guys from that stent ad. Um, so we'll link up to that again. I'm going to dig a little bit and see if I can figure out if it is these guys. It's got to be because, man, it's their twin brothers if it's not them. <laughs> well, and, the, and there's so many, again, so many different layers. Just the fact that they're doing this, that to me shows, we've talked about this before, kind of the flattening and commoditization of video. I mean, here they are making these pretty damn good commercials for free. Mm-hmm. And they probably don't have really high, I mean, I'm sure they have good technology, but it's not like they're spending 50 grand on a video camera. Right. Uh, They've got simple over-the-counter software and, and talent. Right. And and if, you know, if you're in our business, you got to look at this and go, Hey, you know, people are going to be able to do this as we know more and more on their own or cheaply. And what does that, what does that mean for the, the advertising community? Right. Mm -hmm. There, there was just so many good, well, like you said, we'll put a link to it, but the two, the two things that, that stand out to me were, at one point, they show like a gross, dirty wood floor of a mobile home, yeah. and the guy's like, you know, he's kind of painting the picture of, hey, these are whole mobile homes. They're not mansions. They come in two pieces. They're not new. He's like, they're not new. He's like, sometimes they have stains on them. We, we cover, cover them up. up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one was, they go through and they say, you know, I run the business. She decorates them. She sells them. And then there was like four like four guys and. And wife beaters that, that set them up. Yep. But the the one who sells them was like this hot young woman. And so it's immediate. You stand, you know, she's wearing like a low cut shirt and, and it's like immediate. She sells them. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. And then they show up. It, as soon as that comes to your mind, at least my mind, sorry. They show, <laughs> a, they show a clip of her close up smoking. Yeah, just blowing and, it out the and, side and, of her mouth. Yeah, and the and the voiceover is yeah. it's like a it's like a cat. They totally play up the fact that she's like a sex pot, and that's the point right. of her selling these things. So so they take what's in your mind and they say, "Hey, we're going to put that on the table because it's the truth." It's hilarious. That's funny. All right, so we'll we'll provide that, and and we should dig more and see what else they've done because obviously the one with the stent, mm-hmm. if they did do that, 
uh, we talked about that from the guy who came from Health Camp, Minnesota, mm-hmm. was very successful. Right. So it'd be interesting to follow up and see if this mobile home company saw results from it. But we know the stent folks sure thought they were getting oh, results from they it. They ranted. They raved about it. They loved it. Yeah. All right. So we better wrap up there because we're either pushing a half hour or we've blown right by it. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're pretty damn close if we're not past it. Yeah. As we are wont to do. So for Healthcare <laughs> Marketing Insights, this is Chris Bevelo. Adam Meyer. Jackie Ritako. Thanks for hanging with us, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.